15 years ago today, I walked into the View Cinema in Preston for the first time. A place that I know a hell of a lot of history about. We covered it briefly on Talking Smith about film last Friday, but I thought it was good enough to warrant its own dedicated special edition of a Lee Jack Smith podcast. Welcome to the Projection Room in podcast form. And today we're going to have a good look, a good rummage through the history of my beloved View Preston. It all really began in late 1989, when a company called Warner Cinemas, who were owned by Warner Brothers themselves, opened a site in Berry's Pillsworth Industrial Estate. This would be the company's first multiplex cinema ever, and it would also be among one of the first multiplex cinemas to open in the UK, following the arrival of AMC at the point in Milton Keynes in late 1985. Around this time, planning application had gone in to South Ribble Council to create a leisure park that would eventually become known as the Capital Centre, featuring a bowling alley, lots of restaurants and a few shops for good measure. Warner were the favourites to take on the cinema, and on October 18th, 1991, they opened a seven-screen complex that would define what Preston cinemas would be known as for many years to come. However, the year before that, UCI had beaten them to the mark, opening a 10-screen multiplex on Preston's revitalised Riversway docks area. UCI were the anchor tenants at the time, and they had gone through several ownership changes in the build-up to the opening of that cinema, but we'll cover that at another time, because, again, interesting developments on that front coming soon. But Warner opened this cinema in 1991, and to give you an idea of the sort of films that would have played on that opening week, the UK number one at that time was a film called The Rescuers Down Under, and it was a sequel to the Disney animated film of the same name from 1977. Quite a big opening uh, for, the, for the site would have been amongst some of the first films to be played at this new state-of-the-art complex. This was one of the first generation of multiplex cinemas, and as one of the view executives would define first generation in an article with Cinema Technology magazine, as View's COO Steve Nibbs, who has been in this industry as long as View Preston, would define a first generation multiplex, these first batch would consist of the following. Sloped floors, central foyer and retail stand, best known as concessions, a focus on shows for choice, cleanliness and service were paramount, central projection booths, computerised ticketing, Dolby sound in all screens as standard, and all run by high quality, enthusiastic management and staff with a focus on training programmes to ensure consistency of delivery and high standards. They were designed to change people's expectations of a cinema, definitely not a flea pit. Now, bearing in mind, Preston had had an interesting cinema history up until that point, something which we're going to investigate a lot more further as I get into the master's study I'm about to undertake, and we'll be doing a lot of special LeeJackSmith.com content associated with it. Do not worry. Preston had just seen the death of the high street cinema. With the arrival of that UCI complex on the docks, Warner were in a unique position. They had quite prominent placement on a major retail park. They also had the ability to target a park and ride system, which would become my de facto way to get to that place 
for a good 10 years. Rose's first few years haven't really been that well documented in the press. Although, again, we're going to investigate that further quite a bit next year. But there were some funny stories along the way. In 1996, Warner would then buy Australian distributor and cinema operator Village, merging the two chains into one to become the Warner Village brand. It was around then that they turned cinema into a more nightclub feel. And remnants of that are still evident at view sites around the country today. However, the Warner team weren't afraid of a few publicity stunts. In 1999, to celebrate the release of Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Yes, even, even cinemas had high hopes for that film. The assistant manager of the cinema at the time, a dude by the name of Simon Capelin, would change his name legally by Deepol to Darth Maul. Yes, he actually did it. It was all over the newspapers. It was all over the Lancashire Evening Post. Uh, he said at the time, I've always been a big fan of all the Star Wars films, and with the new one expected to become one of the biggest movies of all time, I thought I could benefit from some of the publicity. It'll be really cool to introduce myself as the real Darth Maul, although I'm not sure how my parents are going to take it. And he even said, if I go in full voodoo tomato costume to the passport office, I'm sure I'll be able to jump to the front of the queue. And not much is known on whether he actually went through with it or not, I shall have to investigate that with with, a, uh, with good staff members who have been with the company long enough to remember that. But this place were not afraid to do things a little differently. And that is a mantra that has kind of stuck with them to this day. Skip forward to 2002, Warner Village gets bought out by an upstart chain called Speenbridge Cinemas. Now, they had run a couple of sites in Stirling, Southport and a few other places but they wanted to go truly national. So in a major quarter of a million pound deal that would change the shape of the UK cinema industry, they bought Warner Village. 36 cinemas added to the estate and then they rebranded as View Entertainment. It was around this time that I went in for this very first film, not long after the renovation works put the new signage up and make a more adult-oriented atmosphere as View CEO Tim Richards would describe it. Not long after that went down, I went into the cinema for the first time. Back then, the cinema was equipped very nicely, surround sound in all screens, pretty decent seats, proper showmanship-like atmosphere and it even had a proper old-school Baskin-Robbins counter, which would get replaced eventually by Ben and & Jerry's. And they even had a fantastic brand film to go with it as well. I remember seeing the View brand ident for the very first time, and it was unlike anything I'd seen before. Bear in mind, I was six at the time, but I, I knew myself the internet existed back then. But seeing that view brand ident for the first time, I just knew that this would be an industry that had kind of defined my life. And it was a fantastic ident too. Group of people sort of sitting in these big frames uh, at various viewpoints throughout the world. And if you look closely, because I'm gonna, probably going to put a link to it in the description of the podcast. If you look closely at it, you'll be able to spot the original 
popcorn tubs that you used back in the day. Enjoy the view was their slogan back then. And they they played it sometimes. They played it. Yeah, they played it sometimes, and then they got rid of it in 2005 for some bizarre reason. Apparently, from what I've read, the company just said, uh, don't play it. Don't play it at all. But it was a bloody good idea. And when it, when it popped up on YouTube after all that time, I was like, oh my god, I feel, I feel like I'm in there for the first time again. 2005-2006 were particularly interesting years, because the company were in transition. They were moving away from all the Warner Brothers systems. They were in the process of making their own mark on the industry. Uh, this is around the time when the current ticketing system that we call Vista got put in. And we had it put in on July 10th, 2006. I know that because I've actually, with the staff members, we went back through the archive to look through the sales data and not long after my birthday in 2006 was when the new system went live at Preston. So that is roughly when the Ben and Jerry's would have gone live. But it, that was basically how the cinema was for a good, I don't know, eight, nine years? The next big changes they would make to the cinema wouldn't be until 2008 when Screen 5, which was a 200-seat screen at the time, would become part of the UK Arts Alliance's new thing at the time, the Digital Screen Network, which was putting a digital projector in some screens at, at multiplexes in order to broaden the reach of British and art house film. They didn't use that digi projector much. I only seen one film on it before the rest of the cinema went digital and that was Underdog in 2008 and I knew right there it's like oh, this is a digital film because the adverts were on 35mm and our projectionist at the time a fantastic chap called Gary Halliday who had been in the industry for god knows how many years he that man is responsible for a lot of my childhood uh, and I got to meet him uh, not long after the refurbishment finished uh, but 2008 was when View Preston went digital briefly with Screen 5. And they used our projector sometimes, they didn't use it on all films again, depending on the availability of prints. But that, again, was how the cinema stayed for a while. And they did all sorts of subtle, small things for, for a long time. They, they installed 3D into Screen 6, which we're going to talk a little bit more about on, no, on next month's journal. So I'm not going to spoil how that story ends. They had 3D projection put into Screen 6 just in time for Avatar. And then again in 2011, they would update the projectors a second time to bring in the Sony 4K projection systems. A, a mainstay of views multiplexes to this day. Uh, and the picture quality on them was unparalleled compared to anything I'd seen before. Now, I drifted out of the scene from 2008 to 2012, so I don't really know much about anything that went on internally at the time. But when I came back to view in 2012, as the blog was sort of getting ready to be a thing, they were, again, doing all sorts of, of subtle uh, tweaks to the place. They'd had the big fancy light boxes installed. They'd had the VIP seats put in. Originally two rows in most of the screens, but then four and five had a third row put in for some bizarre reason. I don't know why. Uh, probably to milk the upsell revenue of that. I don't know. But that was basically how the cinema stood until demolition threats became a very real thing. In 2014, the owners of the Capital Centre decided to rejuvenate the place and put planning application in to turn the view complex 
into a major retail store, keeping the Prezzo on the left of the cinema intact. This was news that came as a shock to all of us at the time. And it was around that point that I started going to that place every week. And that's also when I started to get to know the staff a little bit more. So for two years solid, as I did that A-level film studies course, every Tuesday, after the media lesson would finish, I'd run down to view and watch the first film of the day, because this is back in the day when they opened at, at 1 o'clock every day, rather than 10am like they do now. And I'd see a lot of films. I, I legitimately watched Interstellar after a lecture. I came down from the college and I watched Interstellar after a lecture, and that was when I knew, like, yeah, I'm going to try and get some, get some traction towards saving the place. So he had that sword of Damocles hanging over the cinema's head for a good two years, and then mid-2015, just before the release of Spectre, the Fishergate Shopping Centre would announce that in a big money move, View would be anchoring a £20 million extension to the Fishergate Shopping Centre. It would be a nine-screen cinema, and it would be state-of-the-art, completely new build, a little bit smaller than the existing footprint in terms of seating, but... It would be, had it had gone ahead, the first major deployment of the Generation 2 retail offer that View have become known for with their new sites in Eltham and the upcoming refurbishments of York, Watford and the one that they've just done at the Lowry. 2015 would also bring a very interesting change of tone for the entire company. As all this Fishergate saga was going down, the company decided to relaunch their entire branding and it would become quite a few memes in the process. Hello. With the release of Spectre on October 26, 2015, View dropped the word cinema from their name, bringing in the mentality of big screen entertainment. They legit did every single bit of branding. I walked into the place to watch Spectre on the 27th. All of the posters above the box office had changed. All of the branding above concessions had changed. And all of the on-screen assets had changed as well. There was a lot more black, there was a lot more orange. The company had gone all in on the colour scheme. And that was the, the sort of start of things to come, really. Because not only did they launch all the new assets that day, but, of course, behind the scenes, they knew things were rumbling along with Fishergate and potentially moving over to a new site. But they did all sorts of things on screen that would define public perception of the company going forward. They launched not only the Mark Strong phones off message, which, let's be real, you know the words of it by now. It's time to enjoy the big screen experience with no distractions, no sudden ringtones, no glaring screens, 
no talking. But they also launched something which I'd consider to be the ultimate sound test of a cinema screen. They call it the sizzle internally. I call it the best one minute 41 seconds in cinema. Mixed for Dolby Atmos, it is a thorough sound test of a cinema's sound equipment. And when I was told about this little fact back in the day, I don't know whether the cost of this has increased a lot by now, but that's when I just knew that we needed a refurb. Because across the circuit, as of end of 2016... That sizzle had cost the company £40,000 in repairs across the circuit just because of the bass drop that you hear in it. So that's why that's where I picked up the whole exhibition side of things from, the, the knowledge of, of your Dolby CP750s, your, your amplifiers, your QSC speakers. We were, as you know, we were using JBL kit at the time because this was before the refurb. The QSC kit came in with the refurb. There are. We're going into nerdy detail now. But around the time this big screen entertainment rebrand came in, they that's when I sort of got an, an understanding of how it works on a projection room level. And of course, then in 2016, they'd follow that in late 2016, early 2017, they'd follow that up with other campaigns that would include This Is Not A Cinema, which is, I think, the best way to open the trailers in the world. You just have the lights dim and then you just see that race car come on screen. It's a, it's a great brand film. It's a really good brand film. Wish other chains could do stuff like that too. However... All was not well with Fishergate. Preston Council had a bit of a hissy fit, and they decided to pursue their own plans regarding the Preston Market Scheme. And you'll hear a lot more about that over the next couple of years, believe me. View were stuck in a rock and a hard place. They hadn't committed long term to Preston, yet their backup plan had gone. So in May of 2016, they did the logical thing. They got out of Fishergate, and they signed a brand new lease at the Capital Centre. And with that, the promise of a refurbishment that would end all refurbishments was on the way. This particular time was honestly one of the most scary times of all of our lives for the guys who work at that place because they didn't know whether they'd be open past June 2016 when the lease was up. But lo and behold, literally a month before they sign on the dotted line, they commit for another good few years, and they start drawing up the plan. And of course, I was quite embedded within that place by that point. I'd, I'd got to know the staff well. I'd got to know Mel Walker, who was the general manager at the time. And they all kept me in the loop as to what was coming. Obviously, I couldn't say anything to the general public about it. But I knew in May 2016 that a refurb was on the way at long last. And then it was literally on my birthday, on my 18th birthday in 2016, Mel told me, are you excited about the recliners then? So I legit found out about the recliners on my birthday, which was a fantastic treat. Little did we know a year later we'd have them. But as the refurb got ever closer, as the refurb got ever closer, we started learning more about what would become the Preston Market Development. We learned more about what would become the real Chorley Development. 
this would be an interesting time for cinema in Preston. And then, of course, the Fireball got up and got traction with the planning developers. So it was an interesting time. We lose our seats, we have a major refurb, but we hope to sell out more. That was the mentality of View Head Office in Chiswick. And my God, it worked all right. In April 2017, the refurbishment finally kicked off. With another new general manager at the helm, Tom Mitchell, who would go on to run View's West End site for a little while after he left Preston, that cinema would be transformed inside and out with a four and a half million pound package of works that included extension to the front, Dolby 7.1 installation in all screens, new bulbs for the projectors, enhanced retail offerings including Coca-Cola Freestyle, self-service Tango Ice Blast, Starbucks, self-service pick and mix, brand new ticketing machines, brand new tills, digital foyer works including digital posters, video walls, new music in the screens, new lighting, new flooring, new wall coverings, new signage, new external lighting, new staff room, new manager's office, new toilets. The list quite literally goes on. But of course, around that time, Odeon was starting to experiment with their Lux brand of cinemas. Closest one at the minute to us is Warrington. This is more of an indication that, yes, the industry was, as a whole, going more towards the reclining seat off offering. But they also wanted to keep some elements of the showmanship alive. Two of the things that this refurbishment brought to the cinema that, that are of interest was the addition of View's bar offering, which they have greatly enhanced since Preston came back online. But this was around the time when people were like, oh yeah, we want to make a night of it. So obviously they put a bar in, they put alcoholic beverages in. It's a recipe for disaster sometimes, but in moderation, it can be done incredibly well. So that summer of work in 2017, it began in April in earnest with the knocking down of the old entrance. And then on May 29th, 2017, that's when the reduced opening hours kicked in. And I can say from experience that having your local cinema open at four o'clock every day and only having three screens open, it's got the worst feeling in the world. I can sympathise with the teams in York at the minute who are having to go through that uh, right now with their refurbishment, which has been joked as doing a Preston. But the cinema came back online fully on August 26, 2017, when Screen 7 came back online. It wouldn't be until September 8th, though, when the actual front of the cinema was handed back over to the company. But on September 20th, that was the first day of proper old school 10 o'clock opens. And it's been like that ever since. And from there, my team, my friends have gone from strength to strength. View would have, in all honesty, a fantastic end of 2017, early 2018. Not just because we had just had the refurb, but we had, they had great staff, they had great leadership, and most importantly, they had a man who knew exactly what to do to get the best out of the cinema. And that was also an interesting time because just after the refurbishment, View Press not only lost its longest tenured manager, but it also lost its GM too. Gary had retired and Tom had gone to the West End. 
In comes Graham Royston, a man who would, without knowing, have quite an input on LeeJackSmith.com over the last two years. Because without him, the microphone I'm recording with actually wouldn't have been bought. But when Graham came in, we were all a little bit anxious. We had a new GM coming in around the time Star Wars The Last Jedi opened. But somehow, it was seamless. The staff were getting on. The films were going on screen in record time. And head office took notice of that. And that was the form that continued throughout 2017 into 2018. Throughout the summer of 2018, when a lot of the people who I really got along with at that cinema came home from university. And then they would win Cinema of the Year at their internal awards. Which we never thought would ever happen. But the future for that place is one to be keeping a very close eye on, with the real cinema opening in Chorley at the end of this year, the light opening in Preston at the end of 2021, and many other upcoming refurbishments, not just from View, but from other operators potentially set to impact not just Preston, but the surrounding area. This is an interesting time for me to be going out and doing the light speed sessions, traveling the country and seeing what the other chains have to offer. View Preston has been my home for 15 years. Today is the 15th anniversary of it all going down for the first time. And it's going to be interesting to see how the company can adapt and survive once again to keep my local in business. It's been a hell of a journey so far. And to have played a small part in it is something that I'm going to cherish for a very long time indeed. very warm welcome to this week's Talking Smith About Film podcast, live from the View Cinema here in Preston, and I'm literally stood outside the cinema waiting for them to open for the morning. It is, as I record this, five past nine on Monday, 8th of July. They don't open for another 15 minutes, so this is going to be fun. A huge thanks to the current View Preston team for their help, their support and their just general eagerness to enjoy the jacksmith.com content over the last couple of years. Uh, and I also have to mention a huge thanks to the staff members who aren't with the company anymore for helping make all of this a reality. View Preston's been my home for 15 years and very soon we'll be doing something big to celebrate that. Maybe a second marathon perhaps. Yeah, we can go for gold, but we'll, we'll be able to share more on that very soon. This has been a very special edition of Talking Smith About Film, celebrating 15 years of my association with the View Cinema in Preston. We'll be back with the main Talking Smith About Film podcast next Friday. But until then, my name's been Jack Smith. That was the history of View Preston. And until then, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>